Hello everyone and welcome to When Life Gives You Lemons, our wee podcast about tackling and coping with some of life's challenges, hosted by me, Jenny McIntyre, and founder of Let's, Michael Byrne. Hi everyone, it's Michael Byrne here and I'm joined by the fabulous Jenny McIntyre and welcome to series two of When Life Gives You Lemons. Hi Jenny, how are you? I'm good, thank you. I love how you always um, introduce me as fabulous. <laughs> it's the only time ever. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. I'm, I'm, I'm great. Do you know what? I, I was on this course. I know what I've only just started and we're talking about something that happened. I was on this course ages ago and you know how like when you're on a training course and the person says to you, I'm going to give you numbers and then you break out into those groups and you sit there and you think, I'm never going to remember my number. I'm never going to remember a number. And then the person does one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. And you're looking and you're thinking, was I one or was I two or what was it? <laughs> this guy said, I'm going to give everyone, and you break up at that groups. And he said, you're fabulous, you're amazing, you're fabulous, you're amazing. All the fabulous people go over there and all the amazing people go over there. And I thought that was incredible because everyone leaves thinking, you know, goes into a wee group thinking, I'm fabulous and I'm amazing. Yeah. I'm not like, <laughs> oh, I'm number two and I can never remember the number. So, yeah, and you're maybe like trying to change your number so that you can be in the group with the people that you want to be in the group with. <laughs> I absolutely. I want to be in a number one group. But actually, you could walk in away thinking, actually, I'm in an amazing group or I'm in a fabulous group. So I didn't realise that I did that. But now that you said that, that's what triggered it in me. So so how have you been since we last spoke? Yes, very good. Um Busy, busy, uh, which is quite nice. I feel like everything's kind of stepping slightly more back to normality. It feels um, that way, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Even when you're out and about and things like that, it's a lot kind of calmer almost. And um, But I, I suppose you don't want people to become complacent, but yeah. um, it's quite it's quite a nice feeling to walk into Morrison's or Asda or whatever, and um, you don't feel people are as on edge as they used to be. Yeah, I, I went shopping on Saturday morning and there was no queue. And I think that's the first time that, you know, I like, I like to kind of go maybe about half eight, nine o'clock, something like that. But it was the first time there was no queue. And I thought, yeah, this is good. I like this. It kind of feels a bit normal, you know, whatever normal was, you know, but it doesn't feel like as, um, as high, you know, high edge, mm-hmm. we may want to call that, but it's good. Don't get me wrong, I was holding out for a beer garden to be announced. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think we all were, not we? <laughs> We've got another few weeks to wait yet, I think. Although when you look outside the window now and you see the rain teeming down, you think, oh, I would never have went. Maybe my children knew the, knew the weather forecast. I know, I know. But I did get to see my mum and dad and my sister and our boyfriend at the weekend. So that was actually the first time this year, I believe, that we've all kind of been to. But then again... It only really could happen. We all met halfway, and it only really could happen because the weather was half decent. Mm, sure. um, so, but it's yes, it was lovely to see everybody. I was going to say it's nice, isn't it? I mean, uh, mm-hmm. uh, my wee boy could actually go and see his grand, and uh, I think they did that on Saturday, something like that. So it was quite nice for him as well, you know, just to go and see his grand and um, you know go inside the house and make you know make a pretend cup of coffee and cup of tea yep. and all the, all the things yep. he likes yep. to do. So. Beautiful for him, you know, and he's wanted to go every day since. So, um, but it's it's lovely when that happens, you know. And I suppose there are people who may be listening who are quite reticent to make that transition into what you know what may become the new normal, and still don't want to go out for fear of um, you know catching the virus or or spreading it onto other people. You know, I think Mm -hmm. there's certainly an element of society who are are fearful about that. You know. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, definitely. Um, so today we're going to have a wee chat about mindset, I believe. Um, what would you say, Michael, is, would define what mindset is? I, I think for me, and this is going to sound really wacky and, and not really want to promote the book and all that sort of stuff, but I think for me, mindset is about separating out the voices in your head so that you can get the best out of them. Um, so I know it sounds a bit strange that, you know, somebody openly admitting we hearing voices in my head because that generally in the past would mean that you would be carted off and put on a white jacket and padded. Because people never really wanted to ever admit that you hear voices because it's always like, you know, people who commit such atrocious crimes always say, I heard a voice telling me. But we all hear voices. We hear positive and negative voices in our heads all the time. It's the voice that says get up out your bed in the morning or don't get up out your bed in the morning. They don't all have to be um, really, really negatives. But for me, it's about a mindset for me is all about hearing those voices and doing the positive aspect of what it is that you should be doing. So, for instance, this morning, it's really easy to think, I think I'll have a lie in. But the other voice in your head says, no, get yourself up, get showered. You've got a meeting at eight o'clock. You've got these things, get prepared. And that mindset carries you through the day. Um, but of course, for me, it's just about a choice, and uh, that's what I see. A positive mindset for me is all about hearing those voices because I don't think you can eradicate the negative voices, and that's what I always say. But it's about deciding. Actually, the best thing for me is to get up and get out of my bed. It's to go to that meeting. It's to you know get ready for the day. So that's what I kind of think mindset is, and I'm, it's not exclusive. I'm sure everyone has a different view. Yeah, it is one of these things that it's such a it's such an open kind of phrase or word that it it can mean so much to so many different people but the way you're kind of speaking about it there and I know I've mentioned it before it kind of goes back to that chimp paradox doesn't it and it's that wee niggling negative chimp in the back of your head that you kind of almost have to overpower at times um with things like that yeah definitely I mean it's very much like don't believe your brain and it's about you know I know we were Whilst we haven't spoken, we were still in communication last week, and last week was a big week for me in my self-quest in my own personal garage fitness regime that I'm running. You did fabulously. uh, Well, it's all contextual, but for me it was fabulous. I'm sure the people who will listen to this and think, that's not very heavy in comparison. But um, So last week on my training programme, I was trying to squat 95 kilos, say like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I can't remember exact days, 95, 97.5. And 100. And I've always been really apprehensive about getting to those levels. Um, but I had to reach out for yourself. And um, when on those mornings, the first morning I was about to lift 95, I had complete focus and I had complete belief that I was going to do it. So then five sets of five and culminating at 25, done it. And I was delighted. Then two days later, done exactly the same with 97.5. And these were my first attempts, I think, as I told you. And then on the third day was 100 kilograms. And I'd never lifted, in fact, I don't think I've ever lifted 97.5, but never lifted 100 kilograms. But going into it, and I recalled you telling me something, you've got to want it. And I was going into it fully focused for the, the whole night before. I was believing that I was doing it the next morning. I was going to do it all. And I'd done five sets of five at 100 kilograms. And... It was amazing for me because it was all about me believing that I was going to do it, believing that the technique that I was having would see me through it, the process. It didn't have to be beautiful squats every, every time. 
I just had to follow the process and my mindset could very easily have been, I can't do this, so I'm not going to do it. But mm-hmm. I believe that I could do it uh, and, and I did. And I just felt an incredible focus and purpose uh, and belief that I was going to achieve it. Absolutely. And I think that that phrase for me, you've got to want it, like that follows through into so many different aspects of my life. Yeah. Um, and it, it really makes me think, right, do I really want this? Yeah, I really want this. Right, well, go and do it then. Mm-hmm. Thing, and it's that kind of positive of, I will do this and I will achieve it. Um, and, you know, if you fail the first time, you might not fail the second or the third time. Um, so Absolutely. That- One of the things I was telling myself was, um, think how you're going to feel when you achieve it. And I kept telling myself, in 30 minutes' time when I've done these squats, or 45 minutes, however long it was going to take me, think how you're going to feel and you're going to look back on this day and think to yourself, I achieved that that mm-hmm. day. And it was the platform for other things or whatever it may be. And if I never lifted anything ever again, I still at least achieved that milestone, of, of which was a personal milestone. Um, mm-hmm. So I kind of try and trick my mind into thinking, think how good you're going to feel once you do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and think how bad you might well feel if you decide to give up. Um, mm-hmm. You know, So it is all just kind of playing with your mind, you know? Yeah, and in terms of like kind of training and things like that, your your mind definitely gives up before your body does. Um, <laughs> even even in other things like running and and whatever else, it's your mind that controls whether we achieve or, or not. Nine times out of ten, occasionally it will be your body. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I've always said that, and you know, I firmly believe that when. When I'm in my garage lifting my weights, or if I'm, I don't really like street running because I'm getting old and it's sore from my joints. But in, you know, when the gym's reopen, I kind of like running a treadmill. But when I go into the garage, I am physically all on my own, but I am mentally not all on my own because I am continually facing myself in terms of the voice that says, "Just stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. stop. It'll all be better if you stop." Yeah. Uh, so I might physically be on my own, but there's more than one of me you know, going through that process of exercise and it's always the voice that's saying, just stop, just stop, just stop. Mm-hmm. But it's you that has to bring the other voice that says, no, I can achieve this, I can do this, I'm not stopping. I want to fulfill this and I want this, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because I mean, I know with regards to kind of mindset and especially in terms of business, but I think people kind of talk about it in terms of business, but not so much in terms of their personal lives, but um, it's that kind of fixed and growth mindset. Yeah. Um, what do you think you are? Uh, I think in some respect, in some ways I'm fixed and I know that's not a, a good thing, but I think uh, just because of what I know is best for me in, <laughs> in some things, but absolutely other things are growth. So, you know, I, I two telephone conversations I've already had this morning are to do things that I potentially wouldn't have done in the past and I'm open to them. So I think it's almost like the safety blanket that you know that you can control is the closed part of it and that's mm-hmm. what I know is good to me. And the other part of it is, I oh, of course I can do that. Let's do that. Let's go and see how it works out uh, and the world your oyster mentality, you know. What about yourself? I think I'm the same as you in the sense that for some things I'm absolutely growth mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't fear like, certain things but like I don't fear failure so I'm quite happy to put myself out of my comfort zone for certain things however there will be some things that I'm completely fixed mindset on Um, Mm -hmm. and I think that more comes down to so for example I'd I'd been on this um, workshop and they'd asked for us all to do 
our uh, like a 60 second elevator pitch for me i'm like i am absolutely not doing that um and and i will never do it and mm-hmm. and that's that's where my fixed mindset comes in and i don't know if it's because I, in one respect i say that i don't i'm not scared of failing um but in that respect i maybe like kind of fear being embarrassed or um making myself an idiot in front of people um so that i like this workshop kind of went on for a few weeks and i was like i'm not doing it not doing it not doing it i'll attend but there's absolutely no way i'm pitching in front of all these people and then i kind of thought about this fixed and growth mindset aspect of things and i thought you're just being too stubborn here you're absolutely fixed mindset on this so I signed myself up for like a, a pitching workshop well done. Um, and I, I thought I just I thought just really really throw yourself out your comfort zone here go on the on the workshop and the next time I went on to like this kind of webinar thing um I was like just go for it just absolutely go for it so so I did and my god what a feeling I mean I don't think it was a particularly good pitch to be honest but the feeling of kind of overcoming that fixed mindset of I'm not doing this mm-hmm. I'm just Nah, it's not for me. Um, that that like I felt dead proud of myself in a way for doing well, it. Definitely, and it is. I mean, for me, I I know that I am fixed on things that uh, absolutely are the things that I want to do, or the way something should be done for me is I I am closed on that in terms of you know no I, I won't saying that you know I'm I'm quite happy to be out my comfort zone I'm quite happy to do all of those things you know and professional speaking all that stuff is uh, absolutely fine for me but I think there comes a point I know that I won't do something and it's not because I think oh I'm going to be embarrassed or I'm going to be that it's because I know at my stage now I know that that won't be beneficial for me mm-hmm. that will have a detriment on me that I wouldn't want and it's not based on you know, embarrassment or anything like that it's just actually I know that you know, if I'm going to draw the line, that's beyond the line for me. And that will have an adverse effect on me, either maybe perhaps on my mental health or whatever it may be. So I'm not doing it. And I think it's important to know the difference, you know, of actually, you know, it's okay to push yourself and push yourself. And I'm absolutely doing that. But actually, I know the bit that says, I I know that there will be a detrimental impact for me by doing this. So I'm mm-hmm. not doing it. Because mm-hmm. I had read somewhere... Um... And it's kind of said that that people with predominantly fixed mindsets will suffer more in terms of like mental health problems and things like that. Do you believe that to be true, or what? What yeah, kind I, of your I, opinion be on that? I suppose it's a kind of case of do they suffer mental health because they have a, a fixed mindset, or do they have a fixed mindset because they've suffered from mental health sure, and sure. actually know you know? So I know what works for me. I know what works for me better than anyone. Mm-hmm. So I have a fixed mindset on, you know, so for instance, if, I, if I'm not having a great day, I think I'll go into the garage or go into the gym, I'll put my headphones on, I'll put music on. And you could have somebody else saying, well, a run could work equally as well for you. And I say, but yeah, it hurts my knees and it hurts my hips because running on hard surfaces. So I'm pretty much fixed on that, that I don't sure. want to keep running. But I'll go running in, in the gym on a treadmill or something like that. Mm-hmm. So is that you know, chicken and egg scenario of what yeah. comes first. Do I have a fixed mindset because I absolutely know what works for me and that's okay. But that doesn't mean I won't try other things within a controlled environment. And maybe I have a, a fixed mindset on some of those things because they're a protection 
and I know what works, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I wouldn't say that I have a, I have a fixed mindset, so therefore I, I struggled with mental health. I think that probably I have a fixed mindset because I struggled with mental health, and I now mm-hmm. know what works. Sure, sure. Oh, that's a really interesting kind of way to think about it. Um... But I think in business, I think it's it's different. I think that certainly for for me in business, you know, I I love the doing things differently, meeting new people, mm-hmm. uh, and this isn't meant to sound in any way patronising, anyway, but particularly younger people mm-hmm. uh, who have a totally different outlook on life and in business, uh, and absolutely working in that respect is fantastic for me. As I said, that you know, I remember carbon copy paper and all of those sort of things, you know, so, uh, you know, uh, I love everything, particularly that uh, young people, younger people, I should say, bring to new ideas and new ways of working. And this is a prime example of, of it for me as well, Jenny. Absolutely. And I think, you know, just when we were kind of talking, you, well, when you'd mentioned there about, yeah, running might make you feel better. And you're saying, yeah, I know, but it might, but it also hurts my knees or, or whatever else it's having that so it's maybe not so much about whether you're fixed or growth mindset but more whether you look at things in a positive light or a negative light so your fixed mindset and go i'm not running because it hurts my knees but what i will do is go into the gym and, and lift some weights and and, yeah. and that's kind of like a positive way to look at it whereas if you're maybe going well i'm just not i can't run because it's just hurts my knees and i'm just not going to do anything at all yeah, and, and that's a cop out, isn't it? Yeah. So rather than it being more about fixed and growth, it's more about kind of managing your emotions and feelings and 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 perceptions and beliefs in a positive manner rather than a negative manner. Yeah, I think it's about realizing. See, when you become self-aware of what works for you, what helps you, and particularly in your mindset, um, then I think that is growth. I think mm-hmm. that sure, self- yeah, yeah, absolutely, it's a tremendous growth because. There are so many people who just comply with things that they think, well, you know, okay, I'll just do it, but their heart's not in it, and it never works out that way because your heart's not in it. I would much rather be 100% committed to something that I wanted to do than, you know, 70% committed to something that I thought, oh, well, okay, I'll, I'll just kind of give it a go then because mm-hmm. your drive tails off, you know, um, after a short period of time, whereas if it's something, it's kind of a bit like my mindset has always been, I think that a pessimist is never disappointed because when failure happens, a pessimist will always say, I told you, I told you it would fail. But I think an optimist is is never disappointed in terms of an optimist would take the failure and go, brilliant, now I can learn from that. And Absolutely. See and I think that's a, a, a great mindset to have that if you are optimistic, great, because you will always take that disappointment and learn from it. A pessimist will take that disappointment and just say, see, I told you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So how do you think then we change our mindset to be of a a growth or positive nature? I think it's just about testing yourself. It's about saying, okay, I'm completely in my comfort zone just now, but how happy am I? Mm -hmm. So could I learn something different? And by doing that, become a growth mindset so I'm in a fixed mindset of all of these things but actually what could I learn and I think that a lot of people might well have been in a growth mindset during lockdown of 
learning different languages or learning new recipes and stuff like that. And I know that's certainly what I did. But now that normality is returning and whatever that may be, I think it's really easy to fall back into all of our comfort zones. And mm-hmm. I think about remembering, actually, here are the things that I achieved. And if I can achieve A, I can be, I can achieve B and I can achieve C. Absolutely. And I think as well as that learn, and, and again, I put it in terms of, of business purely because that's what I've been kind of focusing on the last few weeks. So so learn. So I've, I've used the opportunity of lockdown to learn, but it's also to apply so learning all these new skills yeah that's that's fine and well and it's and it's you're like giving yourself the opportunity to absorb yeah. all this new information but you also still need to push yourself to apply your information or you, you know you you read up about squats and you learn how to effectively lift a bigger weight mm-hmm. how you apply that program or information that you've learned it's it's just always going to be in, in your head yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can't speak German without learning German. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you can't you can't speak a language without going through the process of, you know, looking online or however, whatever. And I suppose in some respects, it's about finding out how you best learn as well. And mm-hmm. so if you take that on board, it may be that you visually learn things and you could be through YouTube videos or it could actually just be reading and because you can interpret that in your mind easier. So, but I think all of that just comes with self-awareness. But we all have the ability to have a really positive mindset. The power is, is in all of us to change your mindset. Now, I always say this, you know, it doesn't mean that we can run about like, you know, Mary Poppins every day singing whatever Mary Poppins songs it sings. It's going around all the time. It doesn't have to be that way. It's more about saying, you know what, I'm positive about the future. I'm positive about where I am just now, okay, things may be difficult, but I don't believe they'll, all be, they'll always be difficult and I can get out of the situation I'm in by being positive about the things I can do. Yeah, and I, I think as well what's really important is to surround yourself with like-minded people. So if you want to have a kind of growth mindset and a positive outlook and um, push yourself out of your comfort zone, surround yourself with people who are similar um, I think, I don't know if I've mentioned it before I've definitely said it to somebody before but apparently you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with so if those five people are negative and fixed mindset and, and don't want you to achieve and things like that, that's that's going to have a knock-on effect Absolutely. I had, uh, I had this boss once and it was, difficult. it was a difficult time within, with the employer and Every day my boss would come into my office. Now, he was my boss. He would come into my office and see how bad things were, how bad he felt, how he was struggling, all those sort of things. And I would take that home with me. I would then feel that way. Mm-hmm. I would then think, my goodness, this is the end of the road and all of those things. And But, you know, and I just wasn't smart enough at the time. And then one day I woke up and I thought, I am letting this person dictate to me how I feel. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing this anymore. So he's perfectly free to feel how he feels, but he's projecting all of that onto me and I'm taking it away with me and I'm mirroring everything he feels because he's the chief exec or he's the boss or he's whatever it is and he must know something more than me. But he's coming in and telling me, oh, this is terrible, I don't know what to do and I'm taking all of that home with me. Mm-hmm. And then I realised I'm not letting anyone else dictate how my mindset is. 
I will, you know, I would, I'll, I would determine what my mindset was. So then every time he came in and did it afterwards, I was almost like, yeah, okay, no problem, great, mm-hmm. thanks, mm-hmm. okay, thanks. you know, and not that I disengaged, but my mind disengaged, and I thought, I'm not, you know, all of these thoughts and these feelings are yours, they're not mine, and they don't have to be mine. So I completely agree that if you align yourself with people and take uh, everything they say on board, you then mirror them and you become the average of them. Um, Absolutely. Time for you to say, actually, I don't, I don't want to think that way. I don't have to think that way. And it wasn't serving me any purpose feeling that way. It was having a real negative effect on my mindset and my physical and mental health. So yeah. uh, it's almost like an awakening that day itself. Going, I don't need this person to tell me all of these things. And mm-hmm. by them doing that, I'm feeling that way. I'm not. I don't want to feel that way anymore. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Similarly, I'd kind of worked in the. A place of work, shall we just say, um, that was very, very much a, a huge blame culture. So, I mean, everybody makes mistakes. It's inevitable. We're humans. Yeah. But the attitude towards it was, whose fault is it? And let's kind of make them feel it and embarrass them so that they know they've made this mistake and it's their fault and it's and it's nothing else. Whereas my kind of attitude towards it is, okay, a problem's happened. Let's fix it for the yeah. customer. And then once it's fixed and, we, and we've given them a solution, let's then look at how it came about that this mistake happened and learn from it. Um, but very, very quickly, what I realised when I first started working there was that that kind of attitude had, had kind of spread throughout the company. And, mm-hmm. and, and everybody behaved like that. And and it was just because it had started from, from one person and it's it's negativity is so, so powerful yeah. um, that it just trickled all the way through the company and, and that's how how they kind of reacted and dealt with things, which Yeah. And look at uh look at what Lethem told us in series one about his experiences with uh, when I worked with the hotelier. Mm-hmm. And the hotelier was all about making uh, everyone realised how important they were and how much an impact they had they had on the positive sort of the positive impact on the lives of others. Mm-hmm. And that that's for me that's the way to be. For me it's always been about service delivery, customer service and so on. And you know, you make a a poor product sometimes but a great service. And if you get the poor product you can go back and say to the service, look, you know, this is and it'll be fixed. My wife, I'll give you a, a scenario. My wife bought a voucher from one of those voucher companies a couple of days ago and it was for a restaurant in Glasgow. Okay. So she went and said to me, I've got this voucher, uh, why don't we do it for Father's Day? Uh, and you pop in, you get your nails and take them home with you. So I said, ah, that'd be great. So my wife phoned them yesterday and they said, no, that voucher only runs Monday to Friday. Uh, and I said, okay, no problem. And she came off, checked the voucher and it said seven days per week. Phoned the guy back and the guy said, well, it is only five days a week. We won't be doing it. <laughs> so, and Rude. It completely abrupt with the whole process. And, my, you know, so she's always quite upset about it. And I said, look, that's fine. Just cancel the voucher and we will never go to that restaurant ever again. Now, the solution to that might well have been, look, it is only five days, but I know that you purchased it, actually. And I know it's Father's Day. I know we're in the middle of a pandemic. Pop in, let us know what it is. Pop down and, and collect it. Uh, and, you know, that would be great. You would then think, do you know what, they're great. And see when the world opens up again, I'd go back there for a meal and I would see how great they were. Mm-hmm. Instead, you become closed off, and I'm saying, 
we'll never go there. And in fact, I'll put a Facebook review on saying how intransigent, how unhelpful, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. For the sake of what, you know? I know, for the sake of one, a, a pizza or whatever. Absolutely. And the mindset of that person on the other end of the phone was, I'm not helping you. Mm -hmm. And yeah. why would you want to go into business not wanting to help people? Oh, well, like, absolutely. Um, I mean... I had a similar, I'm not actually even going to tell the story, but I had a, a similar kind of situation at the weekend, but it involved a lot of explicits from <laughs> from the bar women and not not from us. But um, yeah, I just don't understand if if you, if you don't want to deal with the public, don't don't work with the public. However, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. But the yeah, one, I know I'd kind of spoken about it before, the kind of one of the rules that I majorly follow in life is the, the will it make the boat go faster. Mm -hmm, um, sure. and, it, and it's the 10 minute rule. So, so those yeah. negative thoughts kind of, creeping into your head and going no I don't want to get out of bed today or no I don't want to train today or no I'm not going to pitch on that workshop or whatever yeah. else it's the 10 minute rule so I, I just say right you try it for 10 minutes you still don't want to do it you can stop and generally by the time you've been exercising for 10 minutes or on a on a workshop for 10 minutes or yep. whatever else it may be generally your brain's okay to continue on with the rest of the session yeah. Um, so that's a, that's a big one for me that I kind of live, live and my I, life by. And I totally agree with that. I think what I would end on saying we all have the ability to have a positive mindset. And uh, I know I <laughs> say this all the time, don't believe your brain when you're in negative mode. Um, but we all have the ability to have a positive mindset. So why not be positive? Mm 